What's going on, travelers? Welcome back to the 55th episode of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Dalton, and with me is Ran. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I am doing great, buddy. Had a great weekend. How was you? How are you holding up, birthday boy? Oh, yeah. It was uh, It was a long day. My wife worked like for my first birthday in like a very long time. Usually she like does something extravagant like we talked on the stream about my last birthday, which was a surprise trip to a city in my area, and I and we got matching tattoos that oh. I had no idea that was happening. That's cool. Um, but like this time, like I, it was just a very like chill day. I spent the day with my son, and we went and played like soccer, and we hung out, and that was good. But um, it was very relaxing, so that's good. You also had the big birthday stream going on, man. You got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so, okay. Well, we, we started with Baiju Pools, which I figured would be like everybody would want to watch that. So, Oh, yeah. Um, and I had my wife do them, and I was very nervous about relinquishing my my streamer luck for the pulls um, because I haven't lost very many 50-50s. And I actually, while uh, waiting, you know, this past hour, uh, you know, for both of us to be ready, I uploaded all my info into Paimon.mo. Mm-hmm. And it went through a hundred. Uh, it went through five hundred and or six hundred and forty limited event character wishes and a hundred and one standard wishes. And my luckiness for five stars on the limited character event is the top six percent. Holy crap, dude! Well, yeah, I believe it. I've seen some of your streams before. Like some of your pulls are crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, that like checks out. So, and my, my 50, 50 luckiness is the top 18%. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so we, we went in, we were at like 17 pity and we got our first five star at like 75 or 76. Mm -hmm. I want to say based off of what Paimon.mo was saying. Yeah. Um, and you know, I got my C10 gene, which is mm -hmm. like kind of. I keep saying C9 or C10, but either way, it's it's like either one of those. Still too many genes, right? That's a lot of genes, dude. Like, I think didn't you uh, didn't Gene spook you on the Shenhe banner as well? Yeah, because we pulled Shenhe, and then or no, we didn't pull Shenhe. We got the five star, and I said the exact same thing that I told my wife before we started pulling for Baiju. I said I could. The worst thing possible right now would be for me to get Jean and then get Shen He as a double. And yep. I ended up getting that. Exactly, exactly that. that. I was there for that, dude. We chat lost its <sighs> mind. And so today, and then last night, I told my wife, I said, listen, like what we don't want is Jean because I already have, I had to explain constellations to her and be like, okay, like, like the past three 50 50s I lost were to Jean, maybe mm -hmm. two. But either way, Jesus, like dude. the past two 50-50s I lost were to Jean, and I already have her C6. It's a worthless pull. Well, at least you get and a free pull out of it, I guess. I get five. Oh, that's five right, because she's C6. Because yeah, okay. she's C6, yeah. yeah. And so, lo and behold, Jean. And I like I was lamenting, dude. Oh, I was dude. just like, oh, man. I laughed really, so... really hard, I have to be honest with you. I, I, I don't mean to, to laugh at your misery, but I laughed at your misery. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm sure a lot of people were just like, dude, oh man, like the like the my luck is so crazy, but also so bad at the same time. <laughs> as soon as it came up and I saw the silhouette, I just watched your face collapse into your hands. <laughs> and I was like, 
oh, this poor dude. So yeah, I um yep. So we got Gene again, yep. and I remember, and you know, it's it's funny because that's the second time I mentioned, like, okay, I don't need Gene. I need to just stop saying it. I feel like because every time I say it, I always get her. Sure. And I made a joke for the longest time that all all I, I when I had like C four or C five gene, I said all I need is one more gene, and I bet you I'm never gonna get gene again. And this is me paying for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, you said it out loud, and uh, and the gotcha gods heard you. And so um, we got the gene, and I said it would be so wild if we got a double. But and then I think I said, but the odds of that are so slim. Really, really, really low. Yep. And then. Uh, we clicked like five more times, and boom, we got Baiju in the same ten pull, and I damn near lost my mind. Yep, no, we we blew up, dude. That was great, dude. Your, your luck on oh, these streamer man. pulls has been crazy. Yeah, I just like I've so, and then I went back and looked at Paimon.mo. Mm-hmm. So the last banner we pulled on was Shenha. That was a double five star pull. Yep, and not the banner before that. But the one before that that I pulled on, because there was a, a a pretty big gap where I was saving, mm-hmm. I pulled my C, I pulled like a C7 uh, gene, and then I pulled a Yaimiko, and then I did another 10 pull just to like build pity, because I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, and then I and then my next 10 pull after that double where I got gene and Yai was mm-hmm. another Yaimiko. So now I see one Yaimiko, and it's like my luck, my double five star luck is nuts. Yeah, no, it's I. I don't think I've ever had a double five star. At least oh. not in a single pool like that. That's no, it's absolutely wild to me, and I'm looking forward to the day it happens. And I had one with Nahida's banner too. I pulled what? a double Nahida. Jesus, dude. Yep. That's I don't right. Know. I, I remember that one too. It's wild, dude. No, no, I don't I, get I, it. The the best luck I had was when I was trying to go for Dea, and I went for a sword, and I came out of that that entire event with C1 Dea and her sword. So mm-hmm. I was real excited about that. But man, like on Baiju, like I'm trying to get Baiju for my Nilu team. And I'm at like 74 pity right now. And I'm hurting, dude. So are you, you have enough for a wish today? I do. I do. I had enough. And I, I was like, you know Ooh. what? We'll, we might do wish of the week. So I'm at like 74 pity. We'll see if. Uh, Let's do it. Cause... I'm going to see if I can rub some of that off you a little bit. Okay. I'll do a 10 pull then. Because okay. I have. I want to save, but I want to pull at the same time. And chances are, like, I always, like, try to justify it where I'm like, you know, if I get a, another five-star, like, whatever. Like, that's fine. I'll, I'll, it's only a ten-pull. Plus, I already plan on spending to get Kazwa if I need to anyway. So. Yeah. If he's coming, hopefully he is. But I mean, So you are at 74 pity. Yep. No Baiju, and you're on a 50-50? No, I'm on a guaranteed. I lost my 50-50 to oh. Tinari on the Shinha oh, banner. Oh, gotcha. That's right. Yeah. Was that so, your first Tinari or no? No, it's my second. No, no, I got him on that, and then I got him again on my on standard uh, on my standard banner. So I have C one gotcha. Tinari now, and I don't even okay. use Tinari right now. But I hear he's fun to play. Um, he is really fun, especially if you like quick swapping, where it just feels like you're just doing a ton of reactions really quickly and swapping out. But I do. Yeah. Yeah. So like like I said, like right now, I've, anything where I have to where I'm actively doing things, like I go with a character, do something, swap, do something, swap, do something, swap. Even mm-hmm. if my damage and my isn't like super great, if things are exploding and things are happening, I'm having a good time. Yeah, and it feels great with Tignari because when you use, I think it's the when you use the skill, his charge attacks are so fast. It yeah, feels so good. And I just got the uh, the Amos bow as well, which I hear is great for him. And that's Ganyu's bow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Ganyu's bow. Yeah, so I got that because I I lost my uh, 
I lost my pity on the weapons banner, uh, trying to get Nilu's sword. So mm. I got that, but I got that right after I got C1 Tinari. So people are like, yeah, guess what you get to do? I'm like, well, I guess I get to build Tinari now. So There you go. Heck yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get some deep wood on him, and we'll give him a run, see how he does. Sweet. All right. This episode, we are going to be discussing, at least in the second half, a little bit of story spoilers for the first half because we have some news with uh, regarding Changsheng, which is the white snake that rides on top of Baiju. Um, we have his or her, I should say. Changsheng is a is a female snake. It is. Um, Changsheng's background and how they kind of meet Baiju. Um, and we're going to be talking about that. So if you, I don't know if they mention it in his story quest cause I haven't played it yet. Um, but I'm sure they do, but this will give you a little bit of backstory on how they meet and all that. And, um, so I think that's really cool, but that's a little bit of story spoiler for you as well. Um, and that'll, we'll save that for, uh, our third piece of news. So if you're watching out for that and you don't want to be spoiled by that, but then we're also going to be talking about the story regarding the academia extravaganza event that we had. Um, I think there's like what, like a week left. Yeah, I checked it this today because, uh, yeah, I think it was DJ was asking in the uh, in the Discord, mm-hmm. and yeah, when I reported earlier, it was like seven days and eleven hours. Okay. So you got a little over a week. Cool. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that, and it is a limited time event, and you won't see any of the story story stuff yet unless you watch like a YouTube video or something. Um, so I feel less bad about talking about this stuff that happens like in limited time events anyway. So, um, but I'm extremely happy with the, with the story. So oh, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking about that in the second half. And that was angel that was asking, but yeah, cool. All right. Uh, before we get started, we do have a review reading. Oh man, <laughs> it's quite a long one. Um, great for new and long time players alike. This is a five-star review off of Apple podcasts left by Dehobo, And, uh, they wanted me to either read this in Sayu or Noel's voice. I think Sayu's is a little bit more fun because I can play around with it a little bit as long as I remember and don't get stuck in my head while I'm reading this. <laughs> um, Noel's is a little bit like, just like you said, I think we talked about this before. You said she's very soft-spoken. It's kind of not like bland, but it's it's kind of just like, it's just a voice. I don't know. It's not very distinct is what I'll say. Yeah, that's true. Like if I... If I I mean, like, if I could do it good, you probably wouldn't be, unless you're a huge Noel fan, you probably wouldn't be able to tell who, like, which character You could be, like, any soft-spoken maid character from any anime, and you'd be good. True. Okay. You ready? So here we go. Oh, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I just started playing Genshin this week. I'm about five days in, and just hit level 13 in the Adventurer's Guild. (sighs) basically been bumbling my way through all the content, not knowing what the heck I'm actually doing, and kind of sort of figuring it out as I go. Got Noelle with my first ten wishes. Relied on the Noelle copter to carry me through quite a few encounters. Anyway, this show is pretty good. Just started listening to it tonight in hopes of picking up some tips and tricks. I feel like a child sitting quietly listening to their parents talk to their cool friends who use curse words and picking up some cool new vocabulary like banner pulls and slang related to the game. I am learning. Thanks for the show. If you decide to read this, heck, I don't know what characters are cool yet. I could torture you and ask you to read this as Paimon. 
But I'm not that mean. I just pulled Sayu tonight. How about that? Sayu or Noel, both are favorites of mine. You can let the coin decide. Add Astra, add Astra applesauce. <laughs> As a disclaimer, please do not teach your Sayu curse words. No, don't do that. <laughs> we don't curse on this show, too. I mean, we. I mean, Pharaoh does. I'm very good at watching what I say on stream. I will curse like we, a sailor. Oh my dude, you get into the abyss, and yeah, you you get you get a little, uh, I get spicy. You get a little passionate about it. We'll, we'll say that. <laughs> but uh, but no, true. man, they're doing good. Got Noel, and I can definitely uh, back that up when they're saying they're using a helicopter, man. Spin to win. I think I did that too a lot when I was <laughs> absolutely Noel's great. Uh, I wish a lot more characters had a big, uh, like as big of a sword as she does. So no, but uh, no, that that was that was a good reading, man. You did good on that one. Thank you. Okay, social plug: we have Twitter at HoyoCast. Still over there doing our thing. Um, follow us on Twitter if you guys want updates to literally anything that we're doing. Um, Ran has been doing an excellent job of trying to interact with more people to get more people onto the show, and we have some things hopefully in the works to get some content creators and other people that are involved in the Genshin community and have them on board on the show and talking about what they do. So that's all thanks to you, by the way. So thank I'm you. Very excited about that, man. Well, I see like if we can get the show get bigger and we get like some like the, not like the really huge names for content creators, but you know, just some of the regulars and even some of the small time ones. I mean, absolutely, man. Uh, lift as you climb is uh, what I was always taught. Mm-hmm. That is true. Discord.me forward slash the residence for literally anything else related to the podcast. Uh, Everything's there. Um, community events, we have to do one soon. I need to plan it. I've just been super busy. Um, but yeah, community's helpful. If you need help farming anything, you need help with events, character builds, what, what have you, uh, the community's there. Discord.me forward slash the residence if you guys want to join that. Um, and yeah, and then I'm also streaming on Twitch a lot. So twitch.tv forward slash HoyoCast. I'm not upset that I didn't get 50 followers on Twitch. I was more upset that I wasn't, that we didn't hit it because I kind of wanted to cosplay as Amber because I think it'd be freaking hilarious. I mean, that would definitely be a good way to get your numbers up. Start doing all your streams in cosplay. Dude. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be so nervous. Oh, that'd be great. I'm sweating just thinking about it. I just want to see in them shorts. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on to the news. We have just three pieces, not a whole lot going on. I'm assuming that, like, they kind of planned this out. Like, they gave us this event because of Star Rail launching, and now there's not a whole lot. And we are past due for a live stream. I just realized last night that it's been over a month since we had a live stream. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, I guess we are coming up on about time because uh, what's the last one we had for the 3.6? Yeah. Yeah. And we're over halfway through 3.6, so you'd think that we'd have it by now, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, this was Uh, a pretty hefty event. Like you said, with with Star Run and everything that's coming out, I mean, I'm sure they've got a lot going on. Yeah. People are thinking this Friday we're probably going to be getting it. So sometime probably this weekend. This coming weekend, yeah. Okay, cool. So, all right. On to the news. We have the new event. It hasn't launched, at least in the America in America yet. So I'm not really sure when. Hold on. 
It's supposed to launch uh, tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow. So it's going live when the episode goes live, basically. Yes, on the said. 8th, 10 o'clock server time, and it will go until the 22nd. So what is that? Two weeks about? Yeah. Yep. The Recollector's Path, Trials of the Bloom Guard. To be eligible for this event, you need to be adventuring 20 or above. You need to complete the world quest, The Splendorous Sky, that day. You need to play some of the world quest uh, as the Kavrena's Light shows and get the Twin Horn Chaplet in that uh, corresponding quest to get the best experience from this event. During the event, if you have not obtained the Chaplet in the world quest as the Kavrena's Light shows, you can enter the event through the Quick Start in the event page. On the first six days of the Recollectors, Recollectors Path event, a corresponding quest will be unlocked alongside two trials daily, and all prior quests and trials must be completed before the content of the following day that can be accepted. Trials need to be completed by Sorush alone, and they come in three varieties. The Tranquil Trail, use the power of the Narada Fruits to activate Curios and repel the uninvited guests invading the Varukasha's Oasis. The Intrepid Impulse, Sorush must reach her destination within the time limit. And Reinforced Reminiscence, discover sites of important memories and restore a scene of significance. So we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of stuff with Sorush now. This is like the event that I thought was coming way too late. Should have happened yeah. in the first half. Yeah. So what? Uh, just going back on this, what did you think of Sorush's uh, mechanics and stuff in the overworld and that whole that whole uh, story chapter? I liked it. I enjoyed, you know, her mechanics with the world exploration mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I thought, you know, like a lot of people I talked to, they were worried that it like it it would be good as long as it wasn't like tedious. And I don't think it was very tedious. Like they have like the, I think the the only thing that like I didn't like was that. Now naturally, like I guess they have to have like some sort of a loading screen, but it's pretty mm-hmm. quick. When transferring from Soros to the Traveler. Or oh, yeah, when you got changed back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was, like, it It was very quick, but that was probably, like, my only thing mm-hmm. that I didn't like about it. But other than that, like, I did like the mechanics. Um, I liked pooping on rocks with Soros, breaking them open. Oh, yeah. No, any kind of a bombing mission in games like this is always fun. Yeah. Um, like- it's, like kind of reminiscent of the storm terror quest like you're you're doing something completely different and like shooting storm terror and this is like this kind of reminds me of that right it's not like the you're just running around in the open world with a character fighting enemies you're doing something different completely just out of left field such as not regular and that's like i completely forgot about the storm terror thing until uh until the live stream that you just did with uh, when your wife was playing Mm-hmm. And she was in a whole thing where you're flying up behind stormtroopers. Like we haven't seen anything like this in like forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and no, you're right. Like the Sarosh stuff with the flying and the bombings and um, and interacting with uh with with uh what you call it the with the fruits mm-hmm. or moving the um the anchors that you could use your teleport things with. I enjoyed that too, yep. Yeah, th- there was a lot that they did with it that, like you said, was very creative, but it didn't get to the point where it was just, like, frustrating or tedious. Yep. Um, so I'm actually oh, really excited for this event. Yeah, and they, I feel like they added a lot of mechanics, right? Like, there wasn't just, oh, you're just dropping the bombs on the rocks, or you're just moving the 
teleporter points like you did a bunch of different stuff you like had those flowers bloom you could yeah like you did a lot of stuff yeah no yeah, i forgot all about the, the the flowers and uh and the tour that she had to do yeah that was really good with with the with the flies you had to wait till night and stuff like that mm-hmm. oh yeah right. that was uh-huh. like one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. and you had you had to like plant them and then you had to go to night to get the things to make them bloom and that was really cool yep yeah i agree so, I, th- I thought it was really great yeah, I'm really hoping that uh, that they keep up with this level of things that are that still take place in the world that are a little more creative. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see what more they're going to do with that. And like I said, this little event I think is going to be is going to be really fun. For sure. How did how do you like Sorosh as a character? Like, it's so Sorosh, uh At first, I didn't care for her because it reminded me too much of the genie that we had in the first Desert Expansion. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, I was like, oh, this is just more of that. Um, but as you went through her story and then you start meeting the other. Um, God, what is Sarush's race thing called again? Oh, um, I forgot. <laughs> it's been a minute. Oh, no. Yeah, um, I forget. But when you meet the other ones like her and you're like, you know, you're she's like, oh, you have to address me as this. You know, you're a lesser thing. And the other one's like, and the other ones you meet are like, what's wrong with you? What are you doing? It's like, why, why are you acting like this? And you thought she's like putting on this big facade to try and talk herself up. She's and a pari. Yeah, a pari. There you go. Yeah, I, I didn't really like her character all too much. I, I do see where you're drawing that parallel with the djinn. Mm-hmm. The the gin I kind of liked because I thought it was more mysterious where I thought like I couldn't tell if the gin was using us or was actually genuinely trying to help us and be like our friend. Yeah, because every like, time kinda... you did something with the gin, they had that that little that flashback when you got their energy. Yeah. Like, and then you feel weird afterwards. It's like, oh, uh, what's happening? Yeah. And so I, I kind of was like on my toes around the gin. And then, and then I realized like, oh, no, the, the gin's good. Like, we're yeah. good. And then Sorosh happened, and I was just like, uh, you know, I don't like you because you're just really annoying. <laughs> and um, and a lot of people like Sorosh, and that's that's cool, but not me. Yeah, Sorosh has kind of like that that anime Hime character, like, oh, you know, you, you know, bow before me and listen to me, you know, do things that I say. Um, yeah. But then you get up towards the end, and like I said, it's the rest of the party that come together. You find out that she's just putting on this big thing to try and talk herself up because she wants to fit in this role of this, you know, this great guardian. Yeah. And uh, and and that's what made me like Sarush was like the end when she started like the walls started to crumble. And oh then you yeah, actually and she see gets genuinely going. upset. Yeah. Yeah, and then when things start happening, it's like, oh okay, you know, I get this character now. So now you're not such, you're not so intolerable. You know, like, the one person in your life where, like, they just have, like, a panic attack and they're just, like, rambling on about, like, them freaking out about a certain scenario and you have to, like, grab them on their shoulders and, like, shake them out of it and be like, <laughs> like, listen to me like you're good. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted to slap Sorosh across the face <laughs> or, like, take the Trailblazers baseball bat and just, like, hit it, hit it across her head. Oh my lord! And be like, snap out of it! You don't need to sacrifice yourself, you dummy! Like that's kind of what I wanted to do. The yeah, whole time that, that I was with her. Yeah, even like the other part, like, yeah, why are you, why are you doing that? Don't do that. And yeah, she doesn't listen at all. No, no, I said uh, not to the very, very end. It's like, okay, well, we're good now. Prima gems, hero's wit, weapon ascension materials. We have mystic enhancement aura and some more for you for that event. 
Um, and they show the Sumeru weapon ascension material, which I'm not sure how many people are using that, but it's there for you. Did you go for Baiju's weapon? I did not because it was not. It's just not worth it. Yeah, I hear it's not aesthetically. Super it looks nice. It looks great, and I think it matches his aesthetic like perfectly. But the mm-hmm. only thing for me is like his best in slot free to play, which is prototype Amber, is yep. super easy to build, mm-hmm. super easy to like to acquire, and it looks good on him because it kind of fits like the leeway aesthetic. Yeah. Where like you have a character like Alhytham where his is like the black sword and it's like this sword that looks like it's from hell. <laughs> and you have this like green and like gray guy holding this red and black sword and it looks the contrast was so bad. I was just like, this alone makes me want to pull the weapon. And then I did. Yeah. No, aesthetics are such a hard thing for me. People are like, oh, run your Aquila Favonia on Kuki. I'm like, absolutely not. It looks terrible. <laughs> So That's I was how I so... feel with like Skyward Spine on like Raiden or something oh. like. And to, just to be on that man, uh, Nilu's sword I want it because it's like one just HP stat swords for regular swords are really hard to come by, mm-hmm. and that sword is like really really great for her. But I think that Iron Sting looks better on her. Like, uh, it does, yeah. Like her her character sword does not look good on her at all, in my opinion, and that no. that that was upsetting to me. But I know they're trying to fit that set with like hers. And Sino Staff and then Dea's sword. You know, it's that Sumeru set. Yeah, but, but like, I think Dea's uh, and Sino's weapons look way more aesthetically pleasing than Nilu's does to her sword. Yeah, and Nilu's just too just blue and red, and then you got this big yellow sword. I'm like, this does not flow. Yeah, you need to give like Nilu like Harangetsu uh the Haran Kapatsu Kapatsu Futsu. I forget the Those are indeed sounds. Yeah, it's something like that. It's like a wordplay. It's like you take any of those three words and you mix and match them until you get the right one. That's the that's Ayato's weapon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paimon's paintings series twenty three emojis are now available. These include Baiju. I don't know what he has. It's probably medicine, but it looks like I thought it was pancakes. So now that's all I see. Uh, so you got Baiju with pancakes. <laughs> You got Baiju with blood dripping down his lip? (laughs) Baiju with tuberculosis. (laughs) It's like, what's going on? Uh, With a what? It's like he's got tuberculosis. Like, TB. You see that a lot in anime. For some reason, when a character's really sick, they cough up blood. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, what's what's the thing with with anime characters and having TB? It's like, there, there are other ways to depict illness, but this is just the most comical. Yep. Um, we have Kave, who is like either mad or surprised. Um, you have broke Kave. The Kave one, where he's sitting down, he's got the sign accepting commissions. Mm-hmm. I think that is at one. It looks good. It's super cute. And one, I think that's fantastic because, oh my god, the the mileage that that icon's going to get out of artists. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm, you're going to start seeing that one a lot. The one all the way on the left, the Kave with the mad, the mad Kave. That's mm-hmm. me in the abyss. <coughs> uh, see, I figured you were going to be like the Layla down there with the sweat drop and the, I got this. That too. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have the Wander. We have Faruzan. We have some Nihita ones, which are really good. We have Sino. Uh, they all look great. I like all these. This is a good yeah. series. Yeah. Sino definitely with his uh, genius invocation, Yu-Gi-Oh pose. Yep. 
take this. Oh, yeah. It's great. Judgment is upon us. <laughs> okay. We have Changsheng's story teaser. So if you don't want to be spoiled, but I mean, I it's not really spoilers. You're going to find out anyway, I, don't, I, I think. But either way, they had a story teaser come out all about Changsheng, which is Baiju's snake. And um, very, very well put together in that very beautifully animated um animated art style that they do a lot of like they did like the yaksha cutscene with they do a lot of the cutscenes revolving around story quests in this like fashion um kind of very similar to when like a new update comes out and then you click on the battle pass and it's like venti talking about something um but yeah oh yeah very the princess story whatever yeah very beautifully done um but we learn a lot about Changsheng, mainly of which is that Changsheng was found by a doctor who was looking for someone who could heal all mortal disease, uh, all diseases known to man. And that doctor found Changsheng and made a contract with Changsheng that he would be able to heal any mortal disease, but at the cost of his own life, like life power, life force. Yep. Um, and the doctor that first took up Changsheng's contract passed it down to his disciple and so on and so forth until we eventually get to Baiju and the narrator of the story we find out is Baiju's teacher. Um, it's, it's wonderful. It's, and Baiju's teacher was the first one to ask the question, Hey, this is, is this medicine or is this a curse? Because we're losing our lives to this and aren't our lives just as valuable, which, you know, I feel like is, is a great point because I feel like a lot of doctors specifically, you know, you can apply this to real life even, um, you know, a lot of people don't think about themselves as highly or think about their own well being as opposed to others in their lives. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of people aren't like that aware of that. But no, no, that this uh the whole thing as far as this is definitely the um the the self sacrifice uh is, is the whole thing with that and it's like, you know, Chen Xing or Cheng Sheng will give them this ability, but the more you heal, the more it takes away from yourself. And it's definitely that selfless giving. Mm-hmm. Um but no, it's it's they did a really good job with the cinematic to depict that and to show how it's progressed through through the ages from person to person. Yeah. Um, you can see Baiju in the closer to the end of the cutscene, and it talks a little bit about, you know, you hear Changsheng and Baiju talking to each other. Changsheng's like, I wonder how the next person's gonna like handle the contractor. What kind of questions the next person's gonna ask? Something along those lines. And Baiju says, No, no, no. This contract will end with me. So he. He is ready to to end like the contracts between Changsheng and and doctors after him. So there will be no disciple for him to pass this on to, which I think is crazy, right? Because we don't really ever like hear about other characters like willingly ready to die a whole lot. Yeah, and this was really good because before I saw a lot of this and before a lot of Baiju's story came out, I was very kind of suspicious of his character. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's is why he keeps Chi Chi around is because you know Chi Chi was, um, well cursed but saved, um, by the Yaksha when she got caught in that in the demon fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so now she's immortal, but as a zombie, and he was like he uses her as like as an assistant, but he's also curious as to what is keeping her around. Um, so right. it always made me very suspicious. Like, uh, is this guy is he good or is he like? Does he just seem good and he's actually not that, you know, kind of creeping and just using her? Um, is he going to be like kind of like shady dealings and behind it? But after seeing this story teaser come out, it really helps me appreciate like what he's what he's doing. He's like, yes, I want to heal, but we're going to find out how to do it without at the cost of another person. It's like there has to be a way to heal without the sacrifice. Right. Yeah. And that's that's really good. Yeah, I think this is great. It made me even more excited. And like you, I was very suspicious of Baiju, especially because people were drawing parallels in, you know, in aesthetics and, you know, how they look physically to one of the Harbingers. And I was just like, oh, yeah, they kind of do look alike. Mm -hmm. And I could see that, right? Because I forget what event it was, but one of the events, someone said, the people who join the Harbingers use the Fatui or the Fatui uses them. Mm-hmm. And you can see this with like Child, where Child uses the Fatui to basically fight strong people. Like yeah. that's his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it would make sense that like, you know, we have Baiju who is a good person, but he's only using them to like, I don't know, like for their money or something. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. uh, but it, it now that I've seen this, it makes me feel like, no, nah, it's not really the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's helped me warm up because originally I just wanted him just as a gameplay thing. It's like, oh, he's going to be really helpful for my Bloom team. But this actually helps me appreciate him as a actual character. Yep. And that makes sure. me that makes me feel a lot better when pulling for him. It's like, oh, cool, I'm going to get him and he's not going to be a monster. Sweet. Yep. Okay, let's take a break because that's all the news that we have. Very slow week. I'm hoping that, you know, next week we have 3.7 live stream to go over. We'll have some new stuff to talk about with that. Um, let's take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the Academia Extravaganza event and our thoughts on that. And then we'll wrap up the show. Awesome. Sounds good. are back from our break academia extravaganza event discussion time we're gonna start we're gonna do like a beginning middle and end kind of give our thoughts on the beginning at first so let's talk a little bit about you know the the event opens up you kind of get thrown right into it right like it's very quick that like something is is up there's something very weird going on we go to the extravaganza event we're listening to the host of the event talking about, you know, this diadem that these people are competing for because they want a chance to wear it. Uh, this diadem is a headpiece, basically, that uh, Sachin, who was a researcher, he donated it as, like, um, 
as like a prize and whoever wears it and is the winner of the event uh will inherit his his estate all of his money um or mora i should say and uh during that host's speech basically describing all that the traveler has like this really uh like out of uh I don't even know. Like, basically, it's like a ghost pops up in front of him and starts talking some nonsense, and then Paimon kind of snaps him out of it. Um, and I don't want to go too much into it that yet, but more on like the characters involved. We finally know we knew before, but now we know for sure that the Wanderer is the sixth person. I believe it is. Is it? Si- yeah, it's yep. six people. Yep. Um, and he's with Vahumana. Um, and he's there basically because he heard, well, Nahida signed him up for it, but he, he said he's there because he kind of wants to learn more about what happened into Tarsuna. Yeah. He's basically, he's using, um, the Vahumana as like a source of research and information. Yep. But Nahida threw him in there just because she's like, yeah, you're going to go do these things because you kind of have to. And she gave him a really clever name. Oh, so yeah, nobody absolutely. would like know who he was, right? <laughs> That was, guy. When she when she actually announced it as like in in the official announcement, I, I had a good laugh. And then it shows up in the big text across the screen. Yeah. It's like here we I got, couldn't It's just like here's Layla and here's Sino and here's Oh, here he is. Hat guy. It's like, oh my god. I couldn't like put my finger on it and I was just like this sounds really dumb. Like, there's no way he called himself Hat Guy because mm-hmm. of it. Because if you know the Wanderer, you know like he wouldn't have made this name up. Oh no, he probably would have just called himself the Wanderer. But then, like, when Nahida comes into play and she's like, "Oh yeah, I gave him that name," or if he, I think he maybe explains it and says Nahida chose it. Yeah, that's what she signed him up as. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense now." Yeah, I think this was because you say like. Like, the, like, whenever he's out doing stuff, like, people don't know his name. They're like, oh, yeah, the guy in the hat. The guy in the hat. The guy with the hat. So he's like, yeah, you're just hat guy now. Yep. So and that's a good way of getting around having to use his name and just calling a wanderer all the time. Uh, so I, I, I'm i really curious if that's going to stick for future events. Yeah. We kind of learn about why all the characters are there. We have Sino, who is there because of, obviously, a new TCG card, which... I thought maybe we would get at the end of the event like we did for the last one that mm-hmm. mentioned the TCG card, but that's not really the case. So, but that's all right. So, Sino's there for a limited TCG card. We have Tignari who's there to basically promote his biology class that he's doing uh, in Gundarvaville. We have Layla who is only signed up because her classmates told her to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like you said, we have the Wanderer who's using the Vaumana Darshan as basically for research purposes. Mm-hmm. We have Faruzan, who I don't exactly remember why she signed up. She wants to have students sign up for her class. Ah, that's right. Yep. Okay. Um, and then we also have Kave, who is signing up because, well, he's broke and he is living in Alhaitham's home and he's sick of that and he wants the money to basically buy his own place. Yeah. We had uh, I don't know who I forgot who it was that posted up a screenshot of some of Kave in their teapot staring at a picture of like a field. <laughs> it, it was like oh it was like yeah it was like standing inside they got like the the painting of like the the green field I'm like yes yeah, Kave looking for a piece of land to build his home. 
Well, and and we'll get into that a little bit more, but that's pretty much like the premise of it. And then they start off by jumping into catching butterflies. I mean, I think, you know, it's a perfect way to start this off because I think one of the biggest things that surprised me was how Faruzan and Kave hit it off. And oh, yeah. they started they started to like work together. And when you do Faruzan's like hangout, she kind of is like very strong and wise, obviously, because she's been alive for so long. But mm-hmm. like you would I wouldn't expect her to to tag team this event with somebody. I figured she would be like gung ho on her own. I think she has an affinity for Kave because she sees Kave as a bright young mind, and as this like teacher kind of character, it definitely fits her personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but also remember, she's all about like geometrics and stuff like that. And Kave is an architect. True, that is true. I didn't so, draw that. I didn't uh, think of that. Yeah, so I think that's that's also somewhere that uh, the the similarities kind of come in. Like she sees like, oh yeah, you do this design and these, you know, you're you're, you're clever and you're upcoming and like. You know, she grew up like I used to be the master of mechanics and puzzles and stuff. So she has that affinity for him. Mm, that is true. And they do they they build the fake butterflies to uh, throw people off. Which apparently they were doing. They were working together beforehand. Um, if they can, because like, oh yeah, we've been working on this thing. It's like what? Yeah, it's like they got a leg up before everybody else did. But no, what? but like I think they no. Were they, did they say that? I thought they said that they had already been experimenting with something. Like they were doing it for some other kind of experiment or some research purpose. Mm. Um, and then they're like, hey, we can use this as like a test for this thing that we made at the same mm. time. And we can both How benefit convenient. from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, naturally, Sino catches the first one, right? Or no. No. Wait. Tignari catches one. Yep. And then Layla catches one. Mm-hmm. I like and the way then, that Layla caught hers. That yeah, was a fun we, one action. Yeah, because we got who do we get? We got Dea and we got Candace, who are just like out and about shopping in Sumeru City. They're on a date. They are on a date, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, they totally. How does that make you feel? I mean, I'm, I'm all for it, man. That's that's, that's a good sweet ship. I, I, I'm here for it. I like it. It's a yeah. good ship. Um. Yeah, they're out shopping, and you get a really great screenshot which i was not expecting oh yeah i took a screenshot of that one when it paused and you had that that little still animation i think you get you get that in like your screenshots that you can add to your teapot really i'm gonna have to go see if i can throw that in there yeah check check it out i think that you can because you got a couple this uh this event yeah yep um and then so it's tignari and then faruzan and kave both catch one they work Mm -hmm. together and catch one they kind of don't want to – they want to split the points, but they can't do that. So they uh, they draw lots, and despite Kaveh actually needing a place to live and wanting a home, he, like, agrees to it even though his luck is terrible. Well, and then she he ends was up a, losing the points. Wasn't she, wasn't she going to give him the points? Yeah, and, and he, he decides, no, like, let's draw lots. Yeah, it's he's really like, weird. no, I'm not just going to take it. You know, we both can do this, so we'll make it fair. Yep. Let's go into the middle section. Next big thing, you know, we go through the story a little bit and they're on to the second part of the event. The second part is, is they're digging up these relics in in the desert. Uh, ley line disruptors. That's right. Ley line disruptors. Um, Faruzan is 
working on it, but she's still kind of teaming up with Kave a little bit as well. Uh, Kave is just completely distracted because a group of desert foxes are following him and they want food and water. So he gives them all their food and water. Well, remember, and, uh, the reason they were fun because the ley line, like, disrupt, like, like, threw them out of whack. It, like, disrupted their habitat. They didn't know what to do. Right. Yep. But he's helping them, basically. He is. Um, and he gives them all their food and water, and he runs out, <laughs> almost. Which is, like, extremely funny that, like, Kaveh, like, has bad luck, but he brings it upon himself. But he's just being a nice guy. Yeah, and he's, this he's is, too like, giving. The moment, yeah, this is the moment where I was just like, this dude is so good. Yeah, yeah. Kave is a, good, a nice guy. Kave is Kave is a Kave is a good egg. Yep. Uh, who else? We have Tignari, who very canonically gets way too hot in the desert and ends up passing out. And Sino has to take him, or he we help him to like a shady area, and Sino goes and catches his or digs up his leyline disruptor. So he, I think he got the first one, and then. Tignari goes back. He drops out. Uh, the Wanderer is just gone. He just disqualified himself, basically, from this one, which is, like, the weirdest thing. Yeah, so it's like he, he – I don't think he's actually in this thing because he cares. Like, he doesn't care. He's only in this competition because Nahida says, you're going to go do this thing. I, okay. We'll, we'll come back to that because okay. I have thoughts, but it's for, like, the closer to the end of the event. Okay. So then – so, yeah, you have the Wanderer who did disqualify himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Layla. And now I didn't do Layla's hangout. Did you? Uh, I have not done her hangout yet. I haven't okay. done her or Faruzan's yet. So that's next on the list. Yep. So Layla is, like, having an existential crisis about, like, thinking that, you know, she thinks, like, her her uh, classmates just want to see her fail. And that's why they signed her up. Or she's not really sure if they genuinely want her to succeed or not. Um, but you can't really understand why anybody would recommend her because to get into this, you either had to be recommended or recommend yourself, mm-hmm. um, in which she did not do obviously. And so she just basically runs herself down until she falls asleep. And when she wakes up, she's sleepwalking, but she has a second personality. Yes. And she is just gung ho about it. She's just like, yep, the other me kind of sucks and I'm going to take care of it now. Well, that's the thing. I heard the person like, yeah, it's like, she's like, nothing me doesn't suck. like, she's really smart. She's just too down on herself, but she's already done all the hard work. So now we're just going to put it together. Let's go. Yep. And I love it. And yep. I didn't expect this. And that's why I wonder if like it's in her hangout because this, that part was super interesting to me. I think that's part of like her animation. Like when she like falls asleep in her idol animation and then she just like writes a paper. Yeah. But she, she has her eyes closed. It's not yeah. like she, she's like sleepwalking oh, yeah, with, a, right. with another personality. She's just sleep writing mm-hmm. extremely fast she's like zenitsu it. have you seen demon slayer i have not it's on the list okay well zenitsu is like a layla kind of but times 100 so that, that i'll have to go through her voice lines maybe she's got some voice lines that pertain to that's this true a little bit yeah but i did think that was really interesting and i love that she had like a second personality and she's like okay you can go by the time she the other me wakes up It'll she'll be waking up to the uh, ley line disruptor being dug up already. So. Yep, uh, that's convenient for her, right? Yeah. So I couldn't imagine if I had a more productive me to do things while I was sleeping. So oh, man, probably far more things in Genshin. 
Uh, yeah, actually, maybe get caught up on Honkai a little bit more, but yep. Yeah, I'd catch up on anime. I am so far behind on anime. Don't even get me started. I know. <sighs> Moving on. Okay. <laughs> now I know there's like a a story behind the overarching extravaganza event itself, and we're gonna kind of dip into that a little bit. But I'm I'm wishy washy on a lot of the details, especially when it revolves around Sachin and his son. Mm-hmm. So uh, I might skip over a little bit of that, but. The event results, we kind of lean into the third part of the event storyline. And the cutscene is like what we saw in the 3.6 live stream program. It's like where they're throwing around an item. It looked like an energy ball in that live stream program, did it not? Yeah. So they were like hiding it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I didn't, didn't want to spoil it too much. Uh, so th- what they're actually throwing around is the diadem the actual headpiece that they're supposed to be placing onto the pedestal, basically onto a cushion. And they're just throwing it around. Like it's a, like they're playing like Blitzball from like final fantasy 10. So the one thing I want to say is like, when you got all the different characters out here doing their thing and they're having this, like, like you said, like a Blitzball tournament with this diadem, it makes me, it kind of entertains the way the whole thing is supposed to be a competition of like intelligence and wit and knowledge and so, oh, solve this problem and get these butterflies or uh, trace these things to find these, these uh, ley line disruptors so you can bring them back. And then at the the very last trial was find a diadem. And then it's like, okay, there it is. Now we're just going to fight. Yeah. It's like intelligence and like logic just went out the window. It's like, give it to me. I'm like going to throw my spear at you. I'm going to launch air balls and we're going to throw all our abilities and shields and things like that. Yep. It's like, what happened to the competition of intellect and knowledge and, uh, yeah, it was, it's just gone. Yep. I think my the highlight for me was Kave and his terrible luck, like, flying through the air with his briefcase in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, accidentally having it, like, having the diadem, basically. Um, uh, no, he didn't. He actually, he... uh. When he flew through, because he caught onto Farozan's um, trapezoid On, yeah. thing, mm-hmm. and then he got hit by the Wanderer's air blast, and then Sino had knocked the diadem loose, and then Kave used his briefcase to lock onto it, and the briefcase pulled it towards him. Right, right. That's yeah, yeah. I meant he was accidentally flying around, like flying oh, yeah. around, mm-hmm. and then he got it. Yeah. How did you like this whole like cutscene? Oh, the whole cutscene was great, dude. Just seeing everybody like Layla's running, Farzan blows her her elemental skill, her little trapezoid thing at Layla. Layla responds using her elemental skill with her shield. Mm-hmm. Then Wanderer comes in. He's doing his Wanderer flying around bit. You see Tinari do his charge attack, shooting his bow. Um, Sino comes in. And he's working with his spear. It's just. And Kave uses his uh, his I used to call it a briefcase, but his toolbox. What's it called? Is it toolbox, Marie, yeah. Marek, Marik, something like that. Yeah, Marik, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And just to see like how they took all their skills and enter, you know, uh, integrated them into this cutscene. Everybody's doing something that's very unique to them. Mm-hmm. It, it was a it was a fantastic cutscene. Yep. Yeah, Wander like using like a small version of like his like his like black hole like animo swirl. 
on Kave was great. Like, it looked like he was trying to control it to, like, keep it under, like, to keep it not from, like, destroying Kave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was all so good. Um, and Kave ends up winning, right? He ends up putting it down on the pedestal. He has, like, a headache. He understands that, like, something's going wrong because he's hearing a voice in his head when he does pick, when he gets the diadem and he's about to put it on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, we find find out that Sachin is basically using this diadem as an experiment to see, I guess, like, to test the will of some people. Like, I guess that's, Correct. like, a pretty easy way to, like, describe it without, like, you know, making it too complex. Testing will and integrity and personality. It's a human experiment. Yeah. Um, And he has really like, it seems like, you know, he, he's like doing something really awesome by donating his estate and all of his money and all this stuff. But in reality, he's, he's doing it, but then people suffer because of all this, like having all this wealth. It's almost like money, money can't buy you happiness. And that's kind of what he's testing. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kaveh's like, nah. And then he yeets it against the ground and it breaks. Well, it wasn't like that. Like when you talk about Sachin and like what he, I don't know if you're going to dive more to Sachin's background and what he was doing. Were you going to touch on that here in a minute? I mean, you can. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, yeah. So like, Sachin's whole motivation was, is like the more he did research and the more he did in like, you know, history and anthropology and stuff like that, he's like, things only pr- continue to get progressively worse. It's like, mm-hmm. as humanity keeps doing things, things just get worse and worse and worse. They don't get better. And he has a very uh, nihilistic uh, take on view. It's like, no, there's no point to anything if everything just gets dark at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, I'm going to use all my resources and all my, my field of study to research and find out a way to understand this and to potentially stop it. But mm-hmm. he went to such a great length to do that that he sacrificed everything that that made his like I'm going to neglect my family, I'm going to neglect my well being and everything because I want to fix everything for everybody, even if it costs me everything that I have as a person. Um it's very much kind of reminiscent to the doctor in uh Cheng Sheng's uh story. Uh, where the doctor, you know, the doctor, you know, he lost his family. It's like, oh, you know, he watched his wife and his two kids die. He's like, I want to be able to learn how to cure every illness. And Cheng Sheng's like, you know, okay, we can do this, but it will be at the cost of your own life. And he's like, you know, whatever, let's do it. Um, this is very much more of the same of that. Um, but him conducting these experiments and trying to find a way to fix everything, but then he becomes so distraught. Um, in this, in realizing that this is a fruitless endeavor, it's like there is no way for me to actually fix things. But my research into understanding humanities and the philosophies and the motivations that has merit, and perhaps somebody later will take my studies and progress with it and find a way to make it not useless. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I was looking at him more of like in a villainous mindset, like or in a, like a villainous perspective, because they did specifically say that like he had he was very well aware that what like greed can set in and mm-hmm. do to a human and destroy them. And he they made it like fully aware that they that he knew that and was conducting the experiments anyway. 
Yes. So, but he was also saying, like, he said that himself, like, you know, whether you choose, will it corrupt you or will you use it to the benefit of humanity? You know, the choice is up to you and whether you choose to be selfish and keep it to yourself or if you choose it to benefit, continue my studies and to make things better. Either way, my experiment continues and will have a result. So it's very much just an experiment in humanities. And I think that's, you know, you were talking about his son earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, like he already saw what his son had. His son just wanted it all for himself. And True. he already knew that. It's like, my son is not a genius. He's just selfish and he just wants everything for himself so that he can be his own thing. It's like, there's no benefit into just leaving him my estate because yep. nothing will come of it. That will be the end of my work. Yeah. When you put it that way, it does make a little bit more sense where he's not completely right, but he's also not completely wrong either. Mm-hmm. Or like necessarily good or bad, whichever way you kind of look want to look at it. But yeah, you're right. He he did say that, and you can't really blame him in that in that aspect where his son was greedy, even going to such great lengths to even like capture and kill his father to basically inherit his estate that he or so thought that he deserved. Which but. apparently, uh, Sanchin was already gone. Yeah, he's already basically dead. Yeah, he's yep. dead. Um, and he, he, I guess like implanted some like corporeal form of himself in the diadem. So yeah. And that's who we kind of saw in the beginning when the host was talking. Yeah. He was saying that he became so distraught in his studies. Like he became so overwhelmed with despair of like the future is so bleak. There's no point in what I'm going to do. So he's like, basically he was going to basically essentially kill himself, but he happened upon the diadem which had the ability to retain a part of one's memories or essence. Mm, right. So it's like, well, I'm not going to continue this because I don't see the point, but I will leave part of me here to perhaps someone in the future will find the answer. Yeah. So like you said, he's not all, he's not, his motivations are good. His methods are not. It's like, I want to say it's because I think everything is bad, but at the same time, like he completely neglected his son and he kind of went up, you know, pretty much went bonkers with it. Yeah. Um. And uh, did so as his intentions finished, were gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the road, you know, the, the road paid with good intentions. Yeah. Um. Did you, after finishing talking to him, did you? I guess we'll move on to about talking to the other characters post event. Yeah, uh, yeah. We can start with the fact that you know, uh, Kave does win. Obviously, he chooses to donate the estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the money. He says he doesn't want it. Um, and he wins a limited edition TCG card, which apparently is worth one million Mora to uh, Sino. Yeah. yeah, that Sino just has laying around. Yeah, and this one's he has this card already, but it, this one's like a limited edition or something like that. So he's ready to to give Kave a million Mora, uh, and then he will have a home, basically. Actually, I, I want to touch on this because this kind of took me aback because Kaveh's like, wow, that's a lot of Mora. Um, I can't remember if he says it out loud or if you have to use – did you use Nahida's ability on anybody during the event? You know, I haven't used Nahida's ability on anybody since I, since everybody, I got her. Oh, my God, dude. Everybody had little things that they were thinking and saying themselves throughout the entire event using Nahida's elemental skill. 
Like Man, even just I'm the missing out. I'm even just, just like the regular shopkeepers and researchers walking to Romero, a lot of them had things that were going on with the festival. What? Yeah, like you would just talk to like like you'll have like two uh, like on the outside of the academia, like two researchers from two different schools will be having a discussion. And then you'll use Nahida's ability, like, oh, stupid Fahumana, and they'll be like, oh, ignorant, whatever. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, but if you listen to Kave, uh, I, I can't remember if he said it out loud, if it was a thought, but he was like, oh, with that money, I can pay my rent and get a little ahead on my bills. It was like, dude, you just got a million more. What is your rent? That's like nothing, though. <laughs> well, I mean, I get that. Like, for us, we dump it on leveling up characters and weapons and stuff, but you would think every time that comes up, like, during the event, like you're getting information from Dory, and Dory's like, "I'll sell you this information for one million more, and that's a deal." And Paimon's like, "That's a lot of mora." And so, but then you get to Kave, he's like, "Oh, I can pay my rent, get caught up on my bills, and maybe go out to eat once or twice." It's like Jesus Christ, my dude. I think it's more like I think it's more about he's behind on his rent, but uh, then his bills are true. so much money that the little bit is actually a lot, but it's not, it's nothing compared to how much his debt actually is. Yeah. Didn't he put him, didn't he say he like put himself in like financial distress by putting too much money to like his last project? It was the, um, the palace of Alkari Zai or whatever. You can go there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because he's like, he did that. He's like, no, I want it to be perfect. So he like put all his money into it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's great, but now I, I'm you know, broke. Yeah, now I'm living. I'll hate them eating Top Robin. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad to us, at least. I mean, yeah. So, um, but yeah, do you do you want to talk a little bit more about what happens, like what you can talk to Kave about, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Yeah. So one of the things we get on that is like we were talking about Sachin's motivation, whether he's good or bad. Um. Or what he was, and the interaction with Nahida when you talk to her about it, she does really good. You know, she's like, "Oh well, you know, I think of Sachin as kind of like a shroom boar. You know, some people see the mushroom and say, oh, the shroom boar is a mushroom.' And some people see the boar and say, oh, it's a boar. And then some people see inside, well, it, the the shroom boar is just meat. And so mm-hmm. he can be all these things. He can be a bad guy, but he can be a brilliant researcher, and he can be everything." To based on your perspective. Mm-hmm. And so even but like in the that, end, he's just meat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, yeah. So basically, at the end, uh, we'll say that the meat is like his research. In which Nihita says, this, this you know, method of research is not inherently bad. So there is a lot of merit to this. So I will keep it around in case somebody wants to follow it in the future. We're not going to blacklist it or ban it or anything. And yep. we'll see what happens to it. Um. But uh, but with like with like Kave, when he um picked up the research, like I said when he donated it, the thing that came to at the end of Sanchin's research, I think that he was happy with the result because if you see like right before Sanchin, you know, dissipates and vanishes, mm-hmm. when Kave says I'm going to take all the money and just instead of like doing this research to make things better for these families, just give the money to the families and help them make their better lives, and Sanchin's yeah. kind of like. Cool, and he just starts vanishing, but but right before he disappears, he smiles. Yep, yeah, it was a nice touch. Yeah, I was sure. like, I was like, fantastic, and yeah. that made, um, just seeing like Kave, even though Kave could use that money again to like buy his own house, to do his own things, to progress in his architecture, he chose to do the more noble thing. 
And it was like uh, when Neil said, well, that, or uh, no, it was uh, Collette who said, well, that just means you have integrity when they're having their little get together later. And he's like, oh my God, thank you. Somebody understands. It's like, <laughs> um, yeah. Now, at the end, um, there's uh, the final closing chapter when the curtain closes. You come and you talk to Kave about, hey, Kave, you know, why'd you give away all that money? And, uh, like, you know, shouldn't you have done this stuff with it? Um, at the end, you have a chance to tell him about the fate of Kaveh's father. Mm-hmm. And as it turns out that he, it turns out that he believes that Kaveh's father was a follower of Sanchin's research. But that he, when venturing into the desert, he like got caught in quicksand and died. Yep. So in this interaction, for anybody that's going into this, you have the option to tell him about his father, about what happened. Or you can choose to stay silent and just just reflect internal, like, well, we remember the you know the ramifications of Sanchin's research, so I'm not going to say anything. Did you tell him or did you not? I did not. I did not talk to him afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's a closing chapter. You'll have a quest prompt for it. When given the option to either tell him or don't, don't tell him. Because if you tell him, you will miss out on an interaction that takes place afterwards. Maybe I, d- I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I would have missed out on this. So the thing is, like, if you tell him, like, hey, you know, this thing happened to your father. He's like, what? Oh, man. It's like, and then he starts coming to realize, oh, well, I guess that makes sense about why this happened and stuff like that. And he takes this whole guilt trip about how he thinks it's his fault because his father entered the, the tournament mm-hmm. to win the diadem of knowledge. Because he's like... Uh, Kava is like, wow, dad, like that would be great with you. And his dad's like, well, how about I'll just go win it for you? And then his dad like went out there and, and died. Mm-hmm. And so Kava is like, it's my fault. If I hadn't have told him to go and, and to compete and try and get the diadem, he never would have gone. He never would have died. And that's the end of it. Now, if you don't tell him, then immediately afterwards, Kave goes and he talks to Al Haytham. Oh, don't tell me anything. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it when we get off. Okay. Yep. Okay, <laughs> so so yeah, so don't tell him, and then he'll have that interaction, but he'll have it with Alhatham, and oh, the two of man. them have a very sincere uh, back and yes. forth about philosophies, and like, here's what I think about you, and I don't agree, and you don't understand, but I respect you for doing what you did. Okay, good. So okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. It's, it's kind of upsetting, because um, if you don't know, and you just tell him outright, you'll miss that interaction. Yeah, and I think a lot of people probably would go to just immediately tell them because they're <laughs> they just want to be honest with like their friend. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but it's kind of like you know well, I'm going to spare the dagger. You know, I'm not going to spare him the heartbreak and telling him, but then he finds out anyway. But it's like um, they did this before too. Like um, when you first meet Covey and he's in Al Haytham's apartment. If yeah. you if you go into the back room, you can listen to them talk back and forth about Covey complaining about you know. You know, Al Haytham can't can't you know decorate and move furniture, and Al Haytham's yeah, like, "Well, your paintings suck." And <laughs> and if you don't go back there and do it during that, you miss it. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, and it's really easy to just run away from too, because like uh, you get the quest completed, and then you have the you you had to take it upon yourself. You don't get a quest or like they're not even right by you. Mm-hmm. They're just in the house somewhere, and I I totally understand what you're saying. You have to like go and seek it out yourself. Yep, and there's a lot of little things you can miss. Now, the thing about like that, the reason I don't like that because those are tied to events. When they're gone, they're gone. 
Um, now there are some other ones like, um, for an example, uh, one of Kuki's uh, character, one of her hangout events, is where you're up there with the Arataki gang and you have to go down. It's like, okay, well, we're going to go down and I'm going to go talk to Ito and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, so we're going to stay up here. Just don't come back upstairs. Well, if you go back upstairs, you get an achievement. There's a hidden achievement. If you go back upstairs, it's like, you know, being nosy and not doing what you're supposed to do. But because it's a hangout, you can go back and do that. Right. So, but like with these event things, if you miss it, you miss it. And then you got to kind of go back to another you know, community and that's YouTube be- or whatever. Yeah, it's because Prima Gems are tied to it. They have to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's these, it's these small little interactions that give more flesh to the characters. Um, that gives more personality to the insights, especially when it's between two characters themselves and not just the traveler. Where you mm. see their dynamics. And I absolutely love the dynamic between Kaveh and Ahaitham. Um, I'm still not entirely sure how they work. They're like friends, but frenemies, but people also kind of like ship them together because of their weird tension. And yep. it's, but the more it plays out, the more I'm like, man, I, I just don't know, but I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, at the end, uh, curtain closes, talk to Kaveh, don't tell him, and enjoy the play out. All right. You ready for Wish of the Week? Uh, yeah, before we go to that, um, at the very, very end, what did you think about, well, have you gone back to Aru Village? I have not gone back to anywhere yet. Okay, so you still got a little bit to play out. So there's more interaction with Alhatham. Oh, I did that, yeah. I completed all the story stuff, yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. okay. Oh, well, if you didn't have that Alhatham, Alhatham is like, oh, yeah, like, you were like, why didn't you go to the get-together? Yeah, And he goes... Oh yeah, I should have gone to that, huh? Yeah, He's okay. like, I love that. <laughs> no. He's like, oh yeah, I guess this is a good time to do something like that, isn't it? It's like, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you may you did if on you, purpose. Yeah, right. Okay, cool. So I also like that um, Nahida keeps uh, the wanderer in the school. Yep. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you're, you're going to go to school. And he's like, well... You know, I mean, I guess I kind of have to. Otherwise, I'm just going to be indebted to you forever. Yeah, he's like, okay, mom. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what's going on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's great. I, yeah. I, I love Nahida so much. Yeah. She's growing on me and she's getting smarter, it seems like. She's getting like, she's, she's, uh, she's coming it? to her own. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, wishes, huh? Yeah. Uh, you ready now? Cause I'm ready. I can do, I can do my 10 right now. Uh, I am pulling mine up. So why don't you go ahead? We'll get the big stuff out of the way. All right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I don't have Ganyu C1 and I don't have Baiju at C1. So if I, if I end up winning a 50, 50 in this 10 pool, which I don't know, I doubt would happen, but which one do you think is worth it? I don't, I only get an extra charge of Baiju skill mm-hmm. and with Ganyu, I get, Every hit of her charged attack gives two energy, and it decreases cryo resistance on enemies hit by it by fifteen percent for six seconds. So, I this, to me, it's like if you're running Ganyu. It's just so as far as like Ganyu's gameplay is, she pretty much run like with a with the cryo team. Is she kind of like the whole like the Shinha thing? Like Shinha works pretty much is specifically with other cryo characters. Yeah, the two main characters that Shinha is great with are Ayaka first, more mm-hmm. importantly, than Ganyu. But yes, also Ganyu. Ganyu is like second on that list. 
Okay, and I, I generally run with like a Ganyu, and then like you can do like a melt or a, a melt team, or you can do uh, like a free. Like I was doing a freeze team, so I'd throw in like Mona or a Hydro Applicator. Okay, uh, like Ayato burst support. Just swap him in, do his burst, get off the field, and then like swirl with Venti or something or Kazuha for shred, and then like. Uh, crowd control and stuff like that. Oh man, Dehobo was right, man. You got all these like fancy terms stuff like you and I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> I'm learning all the curse words. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> so my only thing about this about Baiju's constellation is that it gets you closer to C two, and C two is definitive for Baiju. That's true. So C two gives you the Gossamer sprites. That's the uh, that's the off field dendro application. That's like passive. You don't have it to is, do anything extra. He is if he is on the team, you have dendro damage and you have healing. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna go for Baiju then. That's, I mean, yeah, I, 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 I would. Yep. Okay, here we go. Here's a ten. All right. It's a five star. Oh, of course it is. Um, I'm kind of scared, honestly. Like I was not expecting this. Oh, uh huh. Uh, so to put it in perspective, I got. Gene, and then six pulls later, I got Baiju, mm-hmm. and then we stopped pulling, and I just did my next ten pull, and I already have another five. Yeah, and I've thrown everything that I have at Baiju, and I ain't got Jack. I don't even have my first Kave yet. <gasps> the best thing could have happened to me. What you got? I got Dea. Hell yeah, you got Dea. Best girl. Let's go. I got Dea. I did not have Dea. I am so happy I got Dea. And I- now... Kazuha or whoever is next that I'm pulling for, who I'm hoping it's Kazuha, is now guaranteed. Awesome. Uh, um, hey, that's got, great, dude. You didn't lose your 50-50. You just won in another direction. That's right. And after getting four Harbingers of Dawn in a row, I got another Kave Constellation. So he is now, I believe, C4. Dude, I hear he's like supposed to be a great Dendro applicator. So if you got a, a Nilo and stuff like that, I hear he's he's pretty baller. Yep. Dude, that's wow. impossible. You've definitely got the luck going on, bro. Dude, I'm so happy. Okay, <sighs> I, I'm. Uh, this is your 75th pull, right? This is my 75th pull. I've only got a single because I've thrown everything at this stupid doctor. So let's see what we got. <laughs> okay, let's see. Even if I just get a Kavi, I'll be happy. But we'll see. I got C6 Fischl so far, and I got like C4, C5 Candice. Oh, that's good. That's so, good. I mean, that's good. So, I mean, Oz is going to be doing a lot of work, but let's see. And our single, yes, let's go. We are blue, because of course we are, because you siphoned all the luck. <laughs> all right, Thrilling Tales of the Dragon Slayers and 15 Stardust. I'm going to go yeah. buy me some slime condensate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm Garbage. sorry, Rand. Oh, you, just... yeah, you know what? I'm happy now for you. Know you. Can... Now you know how Pharaoh feels. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, after watching you get the double fives and then another five immediately after. So you got Baiju. You got more crap from Gene, from like your C10 Gene. Mm-hmm. And you got Adea all in the span of 20 pulls. Yep. Yeah, that's that's nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think, I wonder if I move up to like the top like 5 or 4% now with five-star luckiness. Uh, yeah, I, I just if if I don't get Baiju, I'm probably just going to save everything until the Yula rerun. Yeah, uh, that might be good. You all have, yeah. I'm not going to uh, say anything, but yeah. 
Yeah, because she's got to be coming. I think she's the longest one in waiting now, so she's got to be next. Oh, yeah. She yep. has to be. So Okay, question of the week. This week's question is by Keaton in our Discord channel. Question of the week channel in our Discord. I should have said it that way. Question, <laughs> what's your least favorite and most favorite idle voice lines or animations that you rarely hear others bring up or meme? Resist the urge to bring up Osmanthus wine. That's definitely the easiest one. Yeah. So I have mine, but unless I want you to go first, unless you don't have yours yet. So, so one of my favorites is actually on the. I don't use the Japanese voice pack on mine. I use the English. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like. Uh, so in English, Klee goes, you know, Dodoko, Dodoko, where are you? And she like spins around and looks for him. In the Japanese, she goes, Dodoko, Dodoko, Doko. Like she's like, because Doko means like, where is it? Where are mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And I just like the play on the Dodoko Doko because it's just like Dodoko 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 Dodoko, <laughs> and I, I, that's just that's just really fun. I like clever little things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, just about anything that Ito does, Idol, or I I really really enjoy. One of my favorites is when he's when it starts raining. Yeah, and he's just like real men don't need umbrellas. It's like oh, it's really starting to come down. Get yourself come on. Come on, come on. It's like, yep. it's really, really good. Um, anything he says is gold to me. Anything Ito does is just absolutely perfect. So, like, Pharaoh says, like, we could use the Ito thing every update. I'm like, don't do that. Don't don't make him so abundant to where I get sick of him. Like, I want more of him, but sparse it out so I appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, because I have video clips of Ito's stuff, like, saved because it's just been so hilarious. Yep. Um, as far as least favorites... um. Not that it's bad per se, but I've had her for so long and she does it so much that Barbara's little song that she does. Yeah, it's just now it's 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 like the Osmanthus wine thing. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like please shut up. (laughs) Um It's uh it's like oh please just stop. That's funny. Um I would say not that they're also not that they're bad, but it makes me turn on mom. Is any time like Dea or Kuki or somebody has to like stretch, mm-hmm. and I'm like sitting in the office, I got my game on idle, something like that, and all I hear is in the background. I'm like, all right, gotta mute the gotta mute the phone, <laughs> yep, because it's really loud. And I'm like, please just don't don't do that. Like I understand what's going on, but people don't have the context. And then I'm going to have people looking in my office, and that's not great. So I have – it's a perfect segue into my least favorite. And my my least favorite, funnily enough, is Ganyu. Oh? Because she does the same exact thing. And it's Mm -hmm. like her idle animation and her climbing is a lot of like the – Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. And it's like constant. She does (laughs) does it like five times in a row. And I'll be in the break room at work, mm-hmm. and I used to use Ganyu a lot because she was, like, my very first main. Yeah. Because she was the first character that I, like, dropped money on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to use her all the time because she was great at the time. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, every time that came up, I had to, like, I scrambled, like, dropping my fork into my bowl <laughs> or whatever I was eating and, like quickly trying to like turn the volume down but I accidentally turn it up and I'm like no 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 and I like turn it down again like yeah it's that bad and it's weird because like she has 
some really good voice lines, but then she has this one where like she's just idle. Yeah. And she's just like kind of like freaking out like something is like a ghost is like touching her. You know what I mean? Like she's oh. getting spooked. Like it's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> that's and like I hate you know, it. that's like I used to uh, when I first started playing. I used to main Lisa a lot because I've always played magic caster types. Mm-hmm. But it would come to the point like, oh well, we gotta climb up something. Change character because oh, you, yeah. you you cannot climb as Lisa in any. You can't do it in English. You can't do it in Japanese. The Japanese voice actress, um, uh, Hori Yui. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually did a live stream where she cosplayed and played as Lisa. And as Lisa's climbing and making these sounds, she is the voice actor sitting there. She's also making the sounds at the same time. And it's like you're really just having fun with this at this point. It is so yeah. awkward. It's like, <laughs> no, nah, I, I can't, man. I'm going I'm to climb this Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, like, I can't climb anything in the game with people who don't know Genshin or don't understand me. Mm-hmm. watching me because especially like if i'm playing with a character like gene or mona or shen he mm-hmm. because nobody climbs the hills nobody climbs the big cliffs looking straight at the character's back no nope. you're looking up to yep. see how far you have so you can measure your stamina but people don't know that they nope. think you're just trying to cop a cop a view yeah yeah yep that's terrible anyway <laughs> my number one favorite voice line is by Tignari. Okay. And it's the one where he's in the desert. And I love it because you didn't get this voice line until, well, maybe you did get it. I think you probably got all of his voice lines, but you, he wouldn't have said it until you got to the desert in the update. But he says, it's so hot. And then he's, what does he say? Oh man. He's like, oh, it's so hot. Um, How hot is it? No. Dang it. Now I'm going to now it, it's like my favorite voice line I just off the top of my head right now like Okay, I googled it for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, it's so hot. Even a mist flower would melt in this heat. Ah, now that I think about it, it wouldn't. But you get what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The way he says it too. Uh. I'm going to have to bring up his voice uh, lines but... and go back. Because I, I have, even though I have C1 Tinari, I haven't used him yet. Oh, uh, he's fun. So I really need, I, I keep hearing how fun he is. And I've got the weapon and stuff for him. So I'll break him out. It's even like more, he was even more fun when you had to use a lot of ranged attacks that were Dendro while exploring in the beginning parts of Sumeru, like the rainforest. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why I liked him so much. But like, and of course, you know, he was the first five-star Dendro character that came out. So... Yeah. Um but yeah, super cool character and I still really like him. I just don't I just don't use him anymore other than like when interacting with Dendro like environmental overworld stuff. Oh, I remember when he first came out, man, you were all over, man. You pulled him and you were you were rocking him hard. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he was com- he's still completely built. Like he's good to go. I just I I think the problem is is like I got Sino and like he's just been my my bread and butter. Didn't didn't you and Pharaoh both like went all in on Sino, didn't you? Uh wait, what'd you say? Didn't both uh, you and Pharaoh go like all in on Sino? No, we were going to, and that's when Pharaoh started to like be very careful with his pulls. Like if the character wasn't very meta, he mm-hmm. wasn't pulling them. And Pharaoh's whole thing was, you know, the dendro application that was like long standing AoE, like 
dot that applied dendro was kind of bad yeah. at the time. And it was, to be fair. Um, it would have meant that like you were switching off a of Sino's burst early, so you were losing DPS just to reapply Dendro. Okay. And with Nikita, you kind of don't need to do that because you can just hold the skill, swipe over your screen, and apply it, and then everybody has it, and that aura sticks for like a while. Yeah, no, I love Nikita. So this he didn't really point. go. Yeah, she's great, and mm-hmm. she's like perfect in like every scenario, pretty much. Oh yeah, um, no, she's she's busted, especially in the meta right now. Yeah. And so he didn't go hard on Sino like I did, where I went C2 and weapon because the static was just sick. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I it, it killed me to use Dendro MC for a while until I think Nahida came out. And thankfully she came out when she did because, man, I hated every second of it. And Dendro main character is not bad. I mean, as far He's... as like his main character elements, is probably the best one. Oh, no, he is for sure. It's just, I don't like it. Okay, like, well, I just don't like using the main character. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, we'll see. But, yeah. But, yes. Okay. Let's wrap up the show. We have our patrons to thank. We have Muffy, Bustin, Nyanko, Flame, DJ, Aegis, Soupy, Neku, Penguin, Raichia, and Ran. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Thank you, Ran. Oh, thank you every time that you're on here. Oh yeah, I love being on here. Um, other than that, hope you all have a good week. We have Rand. Where can our listeners find you? By the way, uh, you can find me on both Twitch and Twitter uh, at that Rand Man. Uh, basically on Twitch, I'm basically just or on Twitter, I'm basically just posting up my uh my horrible mobile game luck. Um, and just any kind of random things are going on with that. And then on Twitch, I've been. I need to get an actual decent computer with a webcam because I like to stream, but I don't have a camera, so it's not a very interactive one. Mm, yeah. Um, but I'm trying to interact with the chat, and I'm up to like a grand 27 followers, so I'm very nice. excited. Nice. You're getting there. Yeah, it's, it's a slow climb, but we're going to keep working at it. One it day always we'll is. It, it always is. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm just having fun with it. So if people tune in, cool. If not, then you know, I'm doing it for I, me, so it's all good. Good. Other than that, I hope you all have a good week. Hope you guys are having good luck with your Baiju pulls or Ganyu pulls if you're going for Ganyu. Um, enjoy all the content that's left over in 3.6. I know we we have this new event, and then I think we have the talent overflow, and then I think that's it. Talent um, overflow event's always good. Yep. I And Lord knows I need it now with all the characters that I've been building, so oh, I'm sure. I can definitely use it. Yeah, Mr. Um, uh, yeah, just got Daya and Baiju, so good luck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> and uh, let's see. Hopefully next week we have the live stream program so we can talk about that next week. Uh, so, yeah, hope you guys all have a good week. And add Astra Abyssosk. Add Astra Abyssosk. Mm-hmm.